This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torber. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influencers, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. Welcome back. I am so excited because tonight we are finally having a long overdue girls night and it's a chance for us to eat whatever we want to eat, binge on YouTube videos and also to start entering some of the fast food competitions. I'm super excited because I've already decided I'm getting myself nachos and hot chips. There was debate about whether we should go and get Hungry Jacks because they're doing that Uno competition. It's so funny because I actually really don't like Hungry Jacks. McDonald's really? is my choice, my like my preferred choice. But every Friday night, Brandon's like, oh, let's go to Hungry Jacks because they've got that Uno competition on. <laughs> and we got it the other night. And it was a very subpar meal. But anyway, we got it the other night and it's not as much fun as the McDonald's Monopoly because you know how you pick off a few of the different tokens. This one, you just pull off the whole lot and it's just over. Like there's no anticipation. That's how I feel about the Zombrero's $1 million burrito because I have probably entered that, I'd say six times already. And it's sort of like, it's a digital thing. So you scan the code and it comes up with a digital scratchy. And there's just, I don't know, I'd prefer an actual scratchy. Well, the other night I won free guacamole and I was a bit disappointed. (laughs) I was like, really? I get this anyway with my my vegetarian Zombrero's. Well, that being said... It does actually entice me to go and buy their stuff, though. I, it's funny because when all the competitions come out, I'm like, surely people aren't going to get sucked into it. And every year, Kate, Sophie and I and our cousins, we get sucked right into the McDonald's Monopoly. Well, it's always around summertime when you're kind of thinking, oh, yeah, I want to, you know, be no, healthy. No, it's just before summer. Yeah, Sophie. right before summer. And it's so funny because we have been known in the final weeks of the Monopoly competition to actually dine in. So we will dine (laughs) in and we'll have a few different meals. And you feel like this absolute king sitting there with all of your tickets. But we have never won anything from there except, you know, the food prizes. It's really funny because I was watching Anastasia King's North YouTube this week and she did that old craze where you order what the other person has in front of you or you get what they've ordered. And she went to McDonald's, she went to KFC, she went to Chris. Cream. And it was really funny because it was quite reminiscent of when you do order up big during the McDonald's Monopoly. Because at the start, you know, you're all giggly and laughing. By the end, you're just like, filled I cannot, like, I, yeah, just absolutely filled with regret. You feel ill. And it was so funny. Their faces went so greasy from eating uh-huh. so much fast food. You know that girl who just always seems like she's on top of things? You know that girl who just like walks into the room and you're just like, she's that girl. That's what we're going for today. Now, do you guys know that girl who always seems to have her life together on Instagram? I think I feel like there's a lot of people who pretend to have their life together on Instagram, specifically influencers. Yeah, well, there's a name for that person. It's that girl. So for the last couple of months, TikTok videos about people who aspire to be that girl have been popping up. So what is it exactly that makes you that girl? Because I haven't seen any of this on TikTok. Okay, well, that girl is the girl who does all of those things that we know that we're supposed to do, but don't. So there's a little bit of jealousy built into the term of that girl. So you basically want to be her and you know you should be more like her, but really who actually has the time to be doing all of those things? So is it kind of like a bitchy job, like I'm being that girl or is it kind of like a goal? No, no, it's like an aspirational that girl term. Yeah, it's like a glow up. And it's also about romanticizing mundane things you do, like making a coffee or exercising or watering 
watering the plants. So right, okay. So basically, that girl gets up early. She makes her bed, works out, has a bowl of fruit all <laughs> so, before you've even woken up. So that I girl, hate that girl. Yeah, that yeah. girl is not me. <laughs> she also fills out gratitude journals, reads oh. every day, studies hard. And you better believe she's manifesting stuff. Mm. I feel like she's literally a walking Pinterest board. I feel like that's that girl. And to be fair, like everybody wants to be that girl, don't you? Like I always, when I get up, I regret that I haven't gone to the gym or gone oh, you, for a walk. You look at that girl's Instagram account and she's been up for like three hours before you. Oh my God. Does anyone do that in the morning where they wake up and they look at on their Instagram story and you're like, this person has had a whole life before oh, I've even gosh. gotten up. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That is literally Brandon's sister because she runs either five or 10 Ks every day. And I'm literally wow. crawling out of bed, you know, three hours before she's completed it <laughs> you mean all. after? Yeah, three hours after, so three hours after, sorry. <laughs> and you're just like, that girl. Well, what's funny is this trend is kind of like the wellness version of hot girl summer. So the difference is that you're not getting drunk and living your best single life. You're essentially being self-fulfilled and achieving your goals. So it is basically, as you said, the opposite of a hot girl summer, because when you're in a, doing a hot girl summer, you are not riding your journal are you you were you you're not getting up at bloody 5 a.m this is the really fucked thing because i feel like when we were 21 no one did any of these things like no no (laughs) one wrote in a gratitude journal like we'd be laughing at someone for doing that you were just literally staying up late rolling Mm. out of bed finishing off your uni work yeah well do you guys want to know how to become that girl because some tiktokers have provided some tips yeah because i actually do i actually would like to become that girl because so if you're saying about back in the day that no one would do that i actually would like to do that i th- feel like people have their shit together when they are manifesting when they are writing their goals okay well See, let's, personally i don't want to be that girl i, I think that girl is a fake girl well, I, I, sorry i've already got my own board my manifestation board oh, i did God. i did draw a house on it that i wanted um unfortunately we missed out on that house so, <laughs> so it doesn't, doesn't maybe you need to invest some more time in it. i'm currently yeah. manifesting one of those home lottery houses that is at brighton <laughs> on the esplanade at the moment but I'll let you know how I go with that one. Well, let's see how many boxes you tick for that girl. So basically, if you're that girl, you go on a walk every Ooh, day. We do that, Amy. Yeah, we do that. Um, you also <laughs> eat more fruit and veg. I have an apple a day. Wait, more fruit and veg than what? Like the average person? Yeah, it just says eat more. You've got to eat more fruit and veg to be that oh, okay. girl, essentially. Mm-hmm. You have to find a signature scent. What? Yeah. Does that mean like with candles or is that your own personal no, like signature a, scent? So my, my signature scent back in the day would have been with love from Hilary yeah. Duff. So I feel like that's a lot of our listeners' signature scent as well. Yeah. How can you tell what someone's signature scent is online? I don't know. It's just something <laughs> wanky that you I feel have to like do. they tell you about what it is. All right. Let's oh. get through a few more of it. Sorry, just on the signature scent. Do you, do you, do you guys notice it? Back in the day, it used to be a thing for influencers to show off how many bottles of perfume yeah. they had. And yeah. they'd be like all in a row on their on their bathroom counter yeah, very yeah. Mm. okay i'll quickly list a few more so you've got to find your music taste cut or dye your hair try even harder in class go on pinterest and find clothes you like i find that interesting because i've been trying to do that so i don't buy crap oh, really on pinterest yeah i go have a look at like what's in fashion but oh. i mean I did, this was a while ago and i didn't buy anything i didn't even know that was a thing yeah mm. save your money up to buy your dream wardrobe if someone is hurting you, leave them. Read more books. God, I'm not doing that at all. Make a sad playlist so you're prepared for anything. What? So you have to be so organized that you've yeah. got your so- sad song list filed. Oh be nice to everyone. Buy a bikini. Leave a toxic relationship. Stop eating junk food. 
Be direct, never desperate. That's an interesting one. Mm. I actually heard about... Well, we're going to desperate. Yeah, I actually heard Alex Cooper from Call Her Daddy talking about this, but we're going to go into that a little bit later. Stay out of drama, compliment other girls, forget about boys, you don't need them. LED lights are the best for your room. So I'm guessing that girl is somebody in their early 20s. I don't think it's aimed at the early 30s market. No, definitely not. Well, jokes aside, there is a bit of a problematic side to that girl trend because when you flick through TikTok, it becomes quite apparent that to be that girl, you have to be white, thin and able-bodied. So Mm. what if you don't look like that trend? Because a lot of people are like, no, I find it so motivating, but I feel like it would be very upsetting Because there's some people that a lot, well, not some, a lot of people that don't fit that mold. But, but all the things that they're saying, l- lots of people can be that way. That's you can go thing, on a though, walk every day. You can do the things, but the way it's being presented online is mm. that it, you have to do those things, but they have to be aesthetic whilst you're doing right. them and what to I, look a certain way. But what I also don't like is I feel like we're trying to move away of this perfectionist thing on Instagram where everyone's fake about their lives. But I feel like this just perpetuates yeah, it further. It really mm. does. Can you imagine if there was a that boy thing? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, this that boy, <sighs> he writes in a gratitude journal. And that boy, he eats more fruit and veg. Can you actually imagine boys buying into that? But the thing no. is, like, I, I get that it's promoting something like a healthy thing and it's motivating. But I find that quite... Like, I mean, what if I'm not like that and I don't enjoy doing that thing? Does that mean I'm not going to have a great, successful life? There's probably a lot of people who are posting that girl content as a bit of a joke online. But if you look at it, it does actually make people feel like shit if you're not that girl. Because there's the online, it's kind of saying, well, if you're that girl, you're amazing. You've got your life Mm. in check. And a lot of people don't like doing that stuff, as you just said. It's kind of like tricking people that you've got your life in check and you're having to document and prove to everyone. It's kind of like that term muscle porn that's been thrown Mm. around at Mm. the moment because a lot of people are trying to prove to everyone that they've accomplished everything that their life is so perfect well what i found quite funny is i only came across the that girl trend because sophie jane miller one of my favorite youtubers she was doing a video trying to be that girl but for me I've watched her videos in the past and i already thought she was that girl (laughs) so i found it quite ironic that she was trying to be that girl yeah because the people who are actually that girl don't even realize they are that girl in our facebook community let's make a trend that other girl and let's put in all (laughs) things that normal people do or you know your regular joe okay what's what's one of the things so what's on the top of your head to be that other girl staying up late scrolling in your phone all night and then getting up a little bit late in the morning and rushing to work not packing your lunch and buying lunch every day (laughs) (laughs) Having greasy, dirty hair. <laughs> I suppose maybe exercising in like unaesthetic active wear. Oh, well, just what about not exercising at all? Yeah. <laughs> Daddy King, it is your founding father. Alex Cooper has become one of the highest earning podcasters in the world after signing a reported $60 million deal with Spotify. The host of popular American podcast Call Her Daddy announced the deal via her Instagram, which will see the show air exclusively on Spotify from July 21st. The three-year deal is a huge win for Spotify, who has recently stamped its dominance on the market with some big-name signings. Amy, for those who don't know, can you tell us about Alex Cooper and the show Call Her Daddy? 
Yeah, well, Call Her Daddy is a sex-positive podcast which was created by best friends Alex Cooper and Sophia Franklin. What's really crazy is just after one month of doing the podcast, Barstool Sports, which is a US digital media company, picked up the podcast, which is really, really rare. So Barstool were reportedly looking for a female-led podcast as the podcasts they currently had were all aimed at men and they wanted to get female sponsorship on board. So it turned out to be an amazing move on the behalf of Barstool because in the span of just two months, the podcast quickly grew from 12,000 downloads to 2 million. So the reason Call Her Daddy is so popular with fans is because the show literally doesn't hold back. Arguably, the most famous episode of the show is called The Gluck Gluck 9000, which is basically a step-by-step instructional guide by Alex Cooper on how to give a good blowjob. When I first listened to Call Her Daddy, I was so shocked and taken aback because I'd never heard anything like it, but I feel like I'm really desensitized to it now. Yeah, I remember the first episode I listened to, the girls were talking about that someone wrote in a question saying, hey, I've got an STD. Um, because I cheated on my partner and I don't want him to know. And their advice was, well, you should set up a threesome and make the guy think that he's got the STD from the other girl. And I remember listening to this and I was like, oh my God, I've never heard anything like this ever being discussed. And it's definitely not a podcast that you'd want to recommend to your mum to listen to. Well, the thing that's so great about it is that it is so sex positive and it's actually putting women at the forefront of that conversation. Well, I think that's what helped them grow such a loyal following. And their listeners are, of course, dubbed the Daddy Gang. But in April 2020, the Daddy Gang were rocked when it became clear there was a feud bubbling between Barstool and Alex and Sophia, and this was all down to contract negotiations. Well, this was the first time I'd even heard about the Call Her Daddy podcast, and I think this is what kind of really made it go even bigger than it was before and international. Well, Sophia Franklin actually said that in a recent interview. She said that Call Her Daddy was big while the pair were recording, but it blew up when this feud became public. So in 2018, the women signed a contract which reportedly stated that they each made $75,000 annually as a base salary, which would go up to $100,000 after three years with additional compensation for downloads. When you first hear $75,000 as an annual salary for a first-time podcast, you're like, wow, that's really good. But Mm. to put it into perspective... Their audience grew so much that the salary was Mm. far beneath what they were actually giving to the network. And you think about how much money they were drawing in through all of that advertising. Exactly. Well, they actually discovered that they were earning below the industry standard and they had become the laughing stock of the media and podcast world in the US. So their initial attempts at renegotiating the contract were first turned down by Barstool's Dave Pordenoy, but he later reneged and he offered the women a new deal. He said they would be paid an annual salary of $500,000 plus bonuses, six months off their initial three-year contract and the right for them to reclaim the all-important IP for Call Her Daddy. Wow, that sounds like a pretty good deal. I think I'd be signing up to that. Yeah, but I mean, in... In light of what Spotify is offering them, $500,000 versus $60 million, it doesn't really seem like that good of a deal. Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head mentioning Spotify because I think the fact that Dave Portanoy said that they could have the IP yeah. of Call Her Daddy is the real linchpin in all of this. Well, that wasn't very smart of them to then give it back to them, was it? Well, it wasn't smart, but they knew that the girls could just leave up and start their own podcast anyway. Mm. So... 
sadly, Alex and Sophia had a falling out. So this all happened because Alex was wanting to sign on to the Barstool contract, but Sophia wasn't happy. And Alex described the deal Sophia wanted to strike as insanity and explained she wanted to renegotiate her own deal, which she did. So it seems like Alex's decision to renegotiate, stay with Barstool for that extra year and then to own the IP has really paid out. Well, it's been a massive payday for her because she has earned herself $60 million on this three-year deal. I mean, you would be absolutely kicking yourself if you were Sophia yeah. turning down Barstool's offer. Well, particularly for the fact that they were allowing them to get their IP back because now Sophia has lost any ownership of Call Her Daddy. Mm. So, Soph, can you run us through what the actual details are surrounding Alex's deal with Spotify? Yeah, well, Alex went into it on the latest episode of Call Her Daddy and she told listeners that there was no feud or backstabbing with Barstool. She said that they had allowed her for the past three months to take meetings with heads of some of the biggest podcast networks, so obviously Spotify. And also other other podcast networks would have been really wanting to talk yeah, to Alex. definitely. So this exclusive deal between Spotify and Call Her Daddy begins on July 21st, meaning that you can only listen to the show using the Spotify app. So Alex announced that as part of this deal, she will also be dropping two extra episodes a month and will be launching a true crime style sex podcast as part of the deal. And I, for one, am so excited to see what this podcast is like. I think it's a really clever move by Alex and mm. Spotify because we all know how popular true crime podcasts are but adding this the well, sex element as she, well she's really diversifying her podcast yeah arm. she well, is well and you can tell for quite at some time now she has been wanting to move away from purely talking about sex i mean she's opened up about her mental health on the podcast and you can tell she was a little bit nervous to do so because Obviously, she's a, she doesn't know necessarily if people want to hear about her life and different yeah. things like that. I Obviously, mean, they do. I mean, the thing is as well that Alex has got a boyfriend recently. Mm. So the content that she's talking about is very different to when mm. she was single and when Sophia was on the show. I mean, it was the single father era when Alex was on the podcast. I'm assuming this new era is the Spotify era. <laughs> I really appreciated when Alex spoke about the podcast meetings that she had with Spotify and other big networks and the fact that she said she was the only woman in the room and that she had all the power in that situation because it's a real stark difference to what it was like for Alex when she first started out in the podcasting world because she shared that she had actually partnered with Harvey Weinstein's right-hand man to begin with. Yeah, I was quite shocked about that. So she was talking about how Harvey Weinstein's right-hand man really wanted the rights to her podcast initially when she was talking to Barstool and how he invited her to a meeting at his office and she rocked up to the meeting and all the lights were off in the room and he was just standing there. Yeah, she said how creepy he was and she only managed to get out of that situation because another staff member managed to come back in and she literally Mm. latched onto them. Well, the other thing Alex mentioned that was quite I suppose it was a girl power moment where she said that when all the news came out about the Spotify deal, she called a publicist to ask her to get all the publications to remove the reference to her gender because all of the articles were like female podcaster, female mm. po- as if it was just such a huge thing that a woman had mm. achieved well, it. They were focusing on the fact that it was the biggest deal for a female podcaster, yeah. but it's like, hang on, this is the biggest deal for really any podcast other than the Joe Rogan show. Yeah. Well, when Joe Rogan announced his $100 million deal with Spotify, we didn't see male podcaster mm. Joe Rogan, mm. did we? No, exactly. You would never see that. As Alex said, that's not something that they would ever write. Well, 
do you know what's really interesting is Barstool's response? Because when I first saw the press come out about the deal, I thought, oh, wow, has Barstool got some kind of payment? Because I wasn't actually aware that Alex owned 100% of the IP. Mm. But it appears that Barstool are actually quite happy about the deal because the head of Barstool, he spoke on his podcast, Dave Portanoy, and he said that they basically didn't have enough money to keep Alex. Like they're really happy that she's been able to get that money, but they couldn't offer her something like that. And they've actually struck up a contract with her to still supply all of the merchandise. So Barstool make a large amount of money on their podcast merchandise. Do you think they're kicking themselves that they didn't keep like 10% of the IP? (laughs) Oh, yeah, most likely. But I don't think they're going to be losing out because as I said, they're still making all the merchandise. So Dave actually said, I'm very happy with the way it came out. And even going back, this is the nature of the beast. You sign somebody who is unknown. She explodes. It's no different from an athlete contract. She was always going to make millions. She was that big. She has Joe Rogan-esque numbers. This time we're fair. I get it. I understand the world again i'm pretty happy with how all this shook out and we are going to closely work with her on the merch and an unnamed project that will hopefully be out in the next year or two well talking about someone that's probably not so happy about this deal we touched on it before but that of course would be sophia franklin mm. alex cooper's former co-host who basically and best friend yeah who basically <laughs> you know given up 30 million dollars basically for mm. not going on with this barstool contract so at the time of recording the podcast sophia has yet to comment on the spotify deal but she recently was interviewed on a podcast called no jumper and said one year on the cooler daddy drama is still having an effect on her mental health she said we were huge but the drama just blew it the fuck up in a way that i can't even explain it was wild people love drama they effing love it That is so true about the drama. As we said before, I think it was all the publicity around this feud Mm. that got a lot of people to actually go and download Call Her Daddy because mm. I know I heard Mamma Mia out loud talking about Call Her Daddy. I was like, but what is this podcast? Can we somehow have a feud and we kick like one of us <laughs> off it, but like still keep it? I don't think anyone f- would care. <laughs> but Sophia actually did re- also reveal in that podcast interview that she is making significantly more money than she was while working on Call Her Daddy. Well, I'm guessing it's not $30 million. No, though. it's not. But she's launched her own media company called Sloot Media. And <laughs> I think you guys can guess what Sloot means. <laughs> yeah. Um, And she's now also got her own podcast called Sophia with an F. And I'd recommend people to go listen to it because I listen to it. I think it's the first or second episode talks about all the caller daddy drama. And it is really interesting to hear her side of the story because I think Alex really dominated that conversation initially. To be Mm. fair, though, when I listened back to when the pair were on together, I think Alex was definitely holding that show together and took it more seriously. Oh, my God. Sophia was hilarious, though. I think that I wish I do actually wish that Spotify had a deal that brought them back together. Well, they were so much better together because they could really bounce off one another i mean i do i I mean i do side with alex but i think that's because i started listening after all the drama and i did really only Mm. hear her side well we did obviously touch on the loser of this whole situation which is sophia but what about the winner because i personally think this is a huge win for spotify because it really means spotify has staked its claim on the audio market because we know last year they signed joe rogan for a 100 million dollar deal now they've got caller daddy i'm assuming a lot of other streaming services Mm. like apple they're going to be feeling quite threatened i find it so interesting how the landscape of podcasting is changing and so quickly i mean we saw shameless have launched their own exclusive podcast with listener yeah so it's happening on happening on a local front it feels like podcasts are now kind of turning into 
having their own like streaming services like Netflix. Mm. Like, yeah. You know, you've got to go- listen to Spotify to have these podcasts and whatnot. It's interesting because I, I saw people in the group talking about this Spotify deal and some people in the community were saying, oh, I'm not going to listen to it anymore because I just want to have all my podcasts in one space. And it's crazy because I'm totally different. Like I mm. downloaded BBC Sounds the other day to listen to Stacey Dooley's podcast and Gemma Collins. I, I don't even care how many apps I've got on my phone. Do you know what? I think there is a bit of a misconception with Spotify because I think a lot of people assume that you have to pay to listen to podcasts on there, but it's completely free. You just have to make up a username. I do think this massive deal with Spotify will be a part of that education process that a lot of people realize, oh, Spotify is actually Mm. free. Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear Alex's new series of Call a Daddy. And I'm also very much looking forward to this true crime sex podcast dropping. I'm Brittany Lee Saunders and I'm a YouTuber. Let's get into the influencer rap. And Brittany Saunders announced on her Instagram story that her mum has been getting into some candle making. Now, I feel like this is a perfect lockdown activity that a lot of people would have been doing. Yeah, except she's not in lockdown. I know, but I feel like a lot of people got creative in lockdown and it's kind of stretched out into normal life now. So her mum's been making those really typical bum and body candles that you've been seeing everywhere on Instagram story. And they looked really cool. So Brittany told her followers that she's going to start selling them at her store, Fate. So I thought that's really cute. However, one of Britney's followers got disgruntled and accused Britney's mum of copying other people's candles. So this is what Britney Saunders had to say in response. Had a girl get very upset. Not very upset, but a girl just messaged saying, your mum has just copied other people that make candles. And people who make mattresses copy other people. (laughs) Nothing is original these days. I'm not saying, oh my gosh, this is my mum's invention. There's lots of candle businesses out there, but it's just something fun that we thought we would get my mum to do. She can earn a little income and we can have some cute candles in our store. Just for the record, my mum did not invent candle making. She's not the first person to do candle mould making. I know it's not the first of its kind. Just wanted to clarify that. (laughs) Bloody hell. Brittany has a really valid point. I remember I went on Alibaba a few months ago and the candle mold started popping up for the bum candles and also the body shape candles and it blew my mind. I was like, oh, okay, this is why everybody's been making them. It's so true that like who has ownership over that idea? So many people are doing it. Like, yeah, who well, cares? All candles look the same. Like if you've got a you know a glasshouse candle compared to a target candle, like they pretty well, much they, look the same. They it's, look it's the, the same ingredients, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they <laughs> look the same, but they smell very different. Yeah, Brittany Saunders' mum's candles might s- smell bloody amazing. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another vlog. This week, Lily Brown has been teasing a new business venture, and it is something she has been working on for over two years now. It's set to launch next month, and I, for one, am really excited to finally see what it is. She has revealed the new brand name. Have you guys seen it? Well, it's called Chill, but it's got an E on the end, trying to be a little bit French or fancy. I don't know. Is this something to do with her chili tattoo on her arm? Well, I originally thought it was called Chili and I actually like the, I like the brand name Chili. It makes me think if it's trying to be a bit fancy, but it's called Chill, that it's just sort of loungewear. No, do you know what? It's they probably wanted to call it Chill, but that name was taken. So they've gone, oh shit, let's just spell it a little bit differently. Well, she's now started the brand's Instagram account and she has featured it in her Instagram bio. And the feed is very much your stock standard Pinterest aesthetic. And I had a look through because I really wanted to see if there were any clues as to what this brand was actually about. So there were lots of pictures of coffee 
trees and bunches of flowers and sheets. But if you actually so look, cryptic, so very cryptic. Sheets. So if you look at the first couple of photos, though, it said hashtag sleep with chill. So I was like, oh, okay, obviously this is pajamas or loungewear or something. So we still don't know for sure, but, but I'm guessing that's what it is. Well, can't you tell by the name? Like chill, chill out, Netflix and chill. Well, like, but then, but then, okay, so she it's had such a, a, I'm so bamboozled by what it could <laughs> such be. Such a brain buster. So, well, then she has shared a couple of photos and uh, of behind the scenes of the shoot and she showed a photo of herself in activewear. So that's where I'm like, what is going on? It looked like she had kind of, you know, like Kim Kardashian skims. So maybe yeah. they're for under. No, no, because so uh, she released a YouTube video this week and it was a day in the life and it showed mm-hmm. her preparing for the photo shoot. And funnily enough, she mentioned that Shani Grimman has come along to help her with the photo shoot and act as some sort of support. So did they get photos on that staircase well, that were used in no, Madison No, they Woody's? didn't. It was actually taken at some old manor. It wasn't that place. Anyway, she showed a herself. A different mansion. It was a different <laughs> mansion, yeah. So they showed her shopping at shopping to get some behind the scenes stuff and she picked up some seamless g-string so i don't know if it is a skim sort of why mm. was she not using stacks of seamless g-strings that's all she's been talking <laughs> about on instagram she didn't she share a photo of herself at the shoot wearing a g-string and a big t-shirt did you see that no i didn't actually it made me think of the lord album cover it was very a bit like that a bit of an up I was going to say oh. upskirt, but an well, up bum shot. To be honest, I'm loving Lily Brown at the moment. I was never really a fan of her content, but I feel like she's been a lot more real lately. She's really grown up a bit. Yeah, she does seem to have grown up. And I really like the fact that in her vlog, you can see how hands-on she has actually been in the process. And I feel like she's not, you know, it's actually shown what a proper startup business is like. It's funny because I'm looking at the photo that she uploaded on Instagram and I'm not sure if she's in the nude or there's nude colored leggings. Well, what, is this, mm. It's hard to tell, isn't it? I think it's. I literally think that she's got skins on. Or skims oh my or. god, that's how blind I am! I literally thought she was wearing green leggings, but Kate's now brought the photo to my attention, and it does look like underwear. <laughs> hey, you know, like the emperor's new clothes when they try, like, like literally just trick him into thinking that he's wearing these expensive clothes. Maybe that will be the next influencer brand. So just she's nothing. So you just buy nothing. So she's <laughs> either nude or in nude. Slash green leggings. But those mm. but those underpants are from Kmart, so they can't be the product. Maybe it's the top. Then. Just a thought. Does that mean if she is doing a pajama line, it's gonna rival Sophie Cash's? Well, so many influencers have pajamas. Like Georgia Love's got pajamas. Yeah, like that's it's not true. the only influencer pajama line. Now, what do you guys think about this whole secret project thing? We've spoken about it a few times. I mean, personally, I'm actually waiting and hanging out to see what it really? is. So I mean, but the thing is I'm not <gasps> you gonna need a lie. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> buy it, but I'm kind of interested <laughs> to see what buy it, it is. I'm not interested because it's just going to be your typical loungewear or activewear. Yeah, but would you rather be involved in the process and know beforehand, okay, I'm making a sleepwear line. Yes. And yeah, because it doesn't make sense because she's doing these behind the scenes vlogs and you can't even say what she's doing. That's what, or- I, that's what I don't get. I don't know why an influencer can't just come out and say, hey guys, I'm actually just going to be re- launching a pajama line. I'm thinking of this, 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 and then actually just launch it. But well, there seems to be, I think because everybody does the whole secrecy mm, thing, they, yeah. they just follow. I can understand from a marketing perspective wanting an immediate call to action when there's yeah. the most excitement over it but I feel like influencers already have that inbuilt audience that they're always going to get that flood of people buying the product mm. so I think it would be interesting to be taken along on the journey mm. I mean that would make it different from every other influencer oh my god I'm gonna cry my diamond earring <laughs> my diamond earring came off in the ocean and it's gone I'm Kim, not- there's people that are dying 
The Kardashians have just wrapped up filming their reunion show for Keeping Up With The Kardashians, and it seems like there were a lot of bombshells dropped. Sophie, what's your favorite been so far? Well, they really didn't hold back. I mean, what's quite interesting is the Kardashians are always known for bearing it all on the reality show, but they did reveal a number of topics that were off limit during filming. What would they have actually been? Because a lot of the lead dramas on that show were personal relationship issues they were having. Well, it really came in the later series, I suppose, when they were even bigger celebrities. And a lot of the off limit stuff was involving Kourtney Kardashian. So it had a lot to do with her new relationship. So if you remember, none of her current relationships have been aired on the show at all. So host of the reunion, Andy Cohen, asked Chloe if she felt as though she had carried the show in the last few seasons because, of course, she bared it all. They documented her being cheated on by Tristan Thompson only weeks before giving birth to True. You know, she put everything on the line. And Chloe said that she felt as though she and Kim had given so much compared to other other family members. And she said that maybe others weren't holding up to their end of the deal too. Well, I can see why she would feel like that. I mean, it was quite apparent that Courtney was being pretty closed off. It also seemed like Courtney didn't really want to be involved in the show at all. Yeah, well, but she still profited from it remember that huge fight that they had Mm, where they had that punch up and basically they were all saying you don't share anything we have to share everything about our life Mm. Mm. well they did touch on that fight during the reunion but going into courtney not sharing her relationships chloe said that because so much of the early show was focused on courtney and scott courtney demanded not to have anyone talk about her new boyfriends because she felt like the public was so invested in her and scott i kind of feel for courtney though because it's true a lot of the storylines were around how toxic her relationship was with scott and while she may have not really given people a big insight into her personal life in the latter series In the opening ones, she definitely was. Mm. I mean, she had Mason, the birth of Mason filmed. We basically Mm. saw her rip Mason out of herself. But that that being said, on... In regards to Chloe, she has shared everything. She also shared getting cheated on by Lamar Odom. Mm. And, you know, at her peak of fame, she also shared again that she was made to look like a fool with the whole Jordan Woods cheating scandal with Tristan Thompson as well. Do you think, though, with Chloe being so open with the audiences, that might be why she's so popular? Because I do feel like Kim and Chloe are a lot more popular than Courtney. I don't know. I, I feel like people do like Courtney, but. I- from her in her defense i wonder if she didn't want to share her relationships especially with that young model jonas is that his name because i wonder if she felt like is he just using me Mm. to get a bit of a profile because to be honest lamar odom and tristan thompson they're already known in their own right because of the fact that they are basketball players but he was very unknown well i more feel as though she didn't want yeah everyone i suppose to speculate on her relationship and everyone getting involved in it it all becomes a bit messy in saying that chloe raised a very good point she said we weren't even allowed to talk about it even though a lot of her relationships were being shared in photos Mm. by the paparazzi and so it didn't really make sense for the show yeah well i also heard that kendall jenner had a rule that she would not allow any of her boyfriends to be on keeping up with the kardashians unless they'd been dating for a year 
Do you think that's why Kendall's probably the least popular Kardashian Jenner? Because I, I don't, don't feel like I is. know her at all. Really? I think that she's really clever because you kind of don't almost associate with her with a lot of the drama that's gone yeah. on. You kind of think, oh, wow, she's this huge supermodel that's above it. I also wouldn't blame her not wanting to share those personal details because she didn't really have a choice of being on the show. She was a child when the show started filming, whereas Kim, Courtney, and Chloe they signed up to that. Yeah, but Kylie Jenner, she never really shared that much about herself on the show, she, especially in mm. the last few years. Nothing, There was nothing about her relationship with Travis Scott. She is always a background character on Keeping Up With The Kardashians. I'd say her most memorable series were probably the first and second. Well, it's really because she managed to tap into that social media yeah. following early. I mean, she did post a lot online back in 2014 when no one was really using Instagram in the way mm. that she was. So I think that's really how she's built her empire. But you've got to remember, she did have her own spin-off show, Life of Kylie, where she was a little bit more open, but I wasn't really interested did in it. Did you ever watch it? Yes, I did. It, it wasn't that good. She never. She didn't really reveal that much about her life. Mm. Well, she went on about how she felt, you know, that she wanted to run away sometimes and didn't mm. like all the spotlight. So that was pretty interesting. Mm. Well, I think that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We do hope you enjoyed it. If you did, can you please go and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and go and subscribe on Spotify. And don't forget to join in on all the conversations going on in our Facebook community, which is Outspoken, the podcast community. 